right, there we go. Love that song. <laughs> you were rocking out again. That's well, my favorite move to back it <laughs> to up. Back it up. <laughs> I wish everybody could have seen that. Just throw it way on back. But they don't. We're here with list 73. Getting close. Yeah. I don't know where the end is, but I think we're close. 76? Probably. 75 yeah. if, if we're things lucky. don't go well. Yeah. Or, or we'll and get there. It's tragic that it could be coming to an end at some point. I know. It is. 73. <sighs> We're going to hit a... All right, so that song, you know, I'm sure that you listen to the podcast for its, um, you know, educational properties, educational value properties, um, but there's an extra credit opportunity here as well, and so we don't have a, like, one concrete way for you to earn extra credit, but that song um, was chosen because of its connection to actually several of the words on this list, so yeah. you could tell us about... Um, those connections um, you could um, or some other things we talked about one of the things is to, you could create a uh, song list yes yep like based playlist. on these words yeah. yep playlist what it's another option I think a story would work yep if you can use these words you know seamlessly in a story not just randomly throwing them in there but yeah if you could weave them together maybe not all of them but most most you know, we consider most and it, you know a bonus would be if you could make it a Science fiction, incorporate the elements oh, yeah. of science fiction. Hit all six traits. That'd be crazy. That'd, that'd be too much almost. Yeah. And we still haven't gotten any resumes for, uh, nope. you know, volunteers to come join the podcast, no. special guests. Do you think no one listens to this? Probably. I mean, <laughs> it's probably just the two of us talking and then that one guy in the Netherlands. <laughs> that's what we could do you can earn extra credit if you just yeah. let us know that you listen to the entire piece or get all of your family and friends to click on the link at least right and, you know start getting us some right some numbers we'll say a code word at the end yeah. and if you can identify that code word click this to subscribe if you've never listened before sad um, but Welcome. what you need to do is you you email both Mr. Sleds and Mrs. Eggert, you copy us both on an email. It doesn't matter who your teacher is. Correct. Yep. We like to have, you know, everybody on the table with us. Yes. We're All right. There. Um, so we we typically, you know, kind of move past the roots as those are, you know, relatively straightforward and just kind of more of the rote memorization. So we kind of want to jump right into the words, which the first one for this list is pluralism, pluralism, and it means childishness. His egocentric attitudes were a chronic tragic comedy of pluralism. <laughs> that is a mouthful. I was talking about this with my student. I'm kind of offended uh, in some way. I feel like this word is sexist because if you look at the True. root, True. pure means boy, so they're equating childishness with males. Yes. Not wrong, you know, but. Plenty of women can be very childish, right? Demonstrate pluralistic tendencies. We, we don't want to, you know, typecast anybody, but yeah, so just childish, immature behavior. Very good, very good. The next word on the list, as we mentioned in class, probably most people know the word nefarious, right? Which means villainous. Um, and so I was peeking out, you know, one site's description of the most nefarious movie uh, villains. And sadly, I didn't recognize all of them um, by any means. So maybe I need uh -oh. to broaden my movie viewing horizons. But, um, you know, The Joker, I think we talked about that one in class. And then I was um, struck by Hannibal Lecter in oh, yes. The Silence of the Lambs. Yes. That is a doozy. Yes. He, and it's... He has some Chianti. 
Whew, that's a rough movie. I watched that in the last couple of years, actually. Great book, well-portrayed movie. Yeah. It's not quite the exact same, but, I mean, Anthony Hopkins. Anthony Hopkins, He just yes. destroys it. Yeah, you know? I mean, that is a vision of... Yeah. Uh, disturbed. There's a, and there's a lot of really good character actors in that. There's, you know, there the Buffalo Bill. Yes, I like Jodie Foster, big yeah. fan of Jodie Foster. Yeah. So, Nefarious, you know, there are lots of them in the... Um, superhero movies of course but was Dr. Nefario from Despicable, Despicable Me Despicable Me yeah. right it's Nefario yeah I think, I think it's so Nefario. Yeah. yeah I was actually thinking of Despicable Me too yeah lots so of options villainous we just studied you know the holocaust and you could certainly call Hitler nefarious yep in, in terms of history kind of a totally different segue in this is, is the next word is congruity mm-hmm. congruity and you've probably heard about congruent triangles or congruent angles um, and all it means is harmonious agreement. So basically, anytime things fit together, go together, are well aligned. And so this could be, you know, from a physical standpoint, um, a, a street and a sidewalk, you know, running with congruity to a relationship or how you, f- you work with your friends. Like you guys could just be always in sync and compatible and harmonious, you're in a harmonious agreement. Nice. The word harmonious is pleasant. It yes. is. Uh, Mr. Sleds and I are usually in congruity in our teaching ideas and stuff yes. like that, which is great. It, it's very harmonious. It is. Ah. All right, the next <laughs> word. Ah. 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 It didn't seem quite as genuine. <laughs> oh, it didn't. It seemed fake. I'm going to listen to this later and be hurt. <laughs> well, don't ruminate over it. Oh. Ruminate. Wow. I, I, I hate, but I love the definition here. To mentally chew, because I was just imagining my brain chewing. Do you want me to make that sound? That's what my brain would sound like if it was chewing something. I don't think it has. But the brain needs to, to close its mouth. <laughs> metaphorically, <laughs> to chew it over, to ponder it, to think about. Um, that's what ruminate means. And, and sadly, you know, sometimes it, people ruminate too much. Like they're thinking about something, overthinking. You've heard that term. Um, they're ruminating, right? Yeah. You, you can ruminate about things, but too much is not good. Yeah, it's more than, you know, just like casual anxiety. It's where you're really kind of processing things, trying to understand them. I mean, sometimes this could be something serious where, you know, you're really trying to understand how something happened. Yeah. For me, I'll, I'll wake up at two in the morning and ruminate about some embarrassing moment from when I was like 15 years old yeah. and yeah. can't go back to sleep because it's just chewing over and over and over and over again. So, yeah. not a fun word usually. Usually not. If it gets to the point where it's bothering you, then that's a problem. I mean, could you say like you ruminate like when you're doing the crossword or wordle? Like is, it's, it's usually not in that sense, right? Well, I, I, I don't think so. But, you know, their sentence here, you know, references Golda Meir doing quiet rumination. So yeah. it, to me, that doesn't sound quite as like aggressive, yeah. you know, that she's, she really needs to think it over. Yeah. So I don't know if that would apply to Wordle. Hmm. Or maybe Wordle. decisions for your future as they were doing their life in the future assignment. Yep. You know, you might ruminate, ruminate. over where you're going to be. So Too true. Who knows? Next one, also uh, dealing with, you know, kind of the theme of our, our list edify which means to enlighten right so through rachel carson's silent spring we were informed and even edified you know Uh so i imagine every student who enters our class on any given day departs feeling edified oh i just i mean like it's of course a foregone conclusion at this point um so this isn't like you know you you learn something trivial or anything like that this is a truly you know eye-opening experience or understanding you know mm-hmm. you might ruminate on something to the point where someone has to help you and then you 
become edified as a result. You finally have that aha moment, mm-hmm. um, you know, which we deliver in class 50, 60 times a day. An epiphany. Yeah, yeah epiphany. Yes. To, to throw it back. <laughs> throw it back. <laughs> Try it too. <laughs> nice work. All right, the next word, symbiosis, or meaning mutual interdependence. And so uh, that sentence makes me giggle because I'm picturing it. But um, when people or animals or creatures are symbiotic or have a symbiotic relationship, it just means that they depend on one another. Mm -hmm. So it's mutual, it's reciprocal. And so um, I looked up the, well, the rhinoceros and the rhinoceros bird here, but also like, uh, what was it? Wolves and foxes or wolves and something else. They, they hunt together. They collaborate in their hunting sometimes. So they have a symbiotic relationship. And then this one, the rhinoceros lived in symbiosis with the rhinoceros bird. So the rhinoceros bird like takes off, um, like ticks and parasites off the rhinoceros it's kind of there's there's fish that uh you know kind of like suck on or live on the the skin of a shark (laughs) it sounds weird but they are they're like attached right right (laughs) and they get the food and stuff yeah 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 Yeah. but taking off parasites and stuff like that as a result but the the part that says interdependence like they truly do depend on on each other it's not one person benefiting or one thing benefiting it's not just like hey we're both going to improve it's like there's a real genuine mutual need yeah that gets filled yeah it's not one is is being hurt by it yeah, the other yeah. one is yeah better for sure uh the next one random necrophobia necrophobia so phobia being fear so we have a fear of death and the sentence is his necrophobia increased until he could no longer sleep and anytime we're talking about like a phobia like this this is like an ongoing thing so mm-hmm. this is if someone has necrophobia you know it's not like if you Uh, go on a roller coaster and you're really scared for five minutes or whatever Mm -hmm. this is a a pervasive kind of ongoing fear where you're looking you know were you worried about what's going to happen to you constantly you're looking over your shoulder Mm -hmm. it's just Mm -hmm. an awful way i imagine to live but fear of death fear of death do you have a fear of death i don't actually no no i mean i I would either I, i would miss things and miss people and stuff like that but at the end of the day no no i don't either really all right, the next one, pedantry, pedantry, which means trivial teaching. And, you know, we wish it meant they were just teaching us a bunch of trivia questions, but I mean, it obviously connects to that. But so pedantry is, um, you know, the trivial teaching as the sentence here, this teacher's ostentatious pedantry revealed his poor intellect, but it's really more like just the focus on the rote memorization of facts. I know word within a word feels like that, but that, that are not particularly useful in a big picture or anything like that and word within a word we get those stems Mm -hmm. and there's the application but and i was thinking about we used to have a presenter who came to present um our dare program oh yes not not officer coughlin of course but prior to that and he would um i'm sure he was a wonderful police officer but if students said something that was you know one word off of the what he deemed as the correct answer one more off instead of you know a the versus a i mean it was it was really really specific and detailed like nitpicky um, nitpicky and he he would say no you're wrong or you wouldn't get credit on the quiz and that felt a little um like pedantry to me not and he wasn't a teacher so yeah, yeah. you know it wasn't as the same thing so i always look um, at it like with with our essays if if we were 
you know, so focused on, let's say, comma, something we learned, that we weren't yep. actually assessing or trying to improve the other concepts. You're right. just one comma, two commas, and you're just taking off points. That, that's the, that rote kind of stuff. You're not right. really expanding on anything, you know, informative yep. or in-depth. Agree, agree. Uh, next word is retrospective. Retrospective, so backward looking. Um, I'm really into documentaries, and so most of those are retrospectives yes. on something. There's a Tony Hawk one that just came out that I have to watch. Oh, I hear it's amazing. Yeah, really. Yeah, I hear yeah, it's amazing. Good. So I, I, it's backward looking. It says Nora departed without so much as a retrospective glance. And so in that case, it's clearly almost a physical sense. Yeah. But this is, you know, it can just be thinking about something in the past, um, looking at something in the past. Typically, it's more than just a physical yeah. kind of glance or something like that. Right. But you can have like something be retrospective. You can have a retrospective. So like a documentary could be a retrospective on something. Um, you could have someone who's you know kind of stuck in the past and is more retrospective than others. Yeah, yeah. So the historical or the reflective, mm -hmm. yeah, backward looking. Nice. All right, here's our favorite word on the list. Is it? No, sarcastic. <laughs> uh, my all my years of French, I'll do my best. That's why Go you on have this French. one. Fin de siècle. Sorry, I didn't mean to say it so sing-songy. Fin de siècle. So the definition there is decadent, and as Mr. Sleds and I were discussing earlier, it's, it's it kind of has changed in, in meaning. Dramatically. Like the, the, um, really rep used to be sort of like a decay. Yes. Um, and then kind of moved into the idea of like, I guess, like the moral decay. But decadent is really like, like excessively indulgent. Mm -hmm. um, and, and it, as I understand, there was actually like a fin de siècle movement, like even like that corresponded to uh, literature and stuff like that. But that that goes way off the other yeah. direction. But um, so Oscar Wilde's fin de siècle lifestyle, so his excessively indulgent lifestyle, which probably included some um, risk taking behaviors, yes. excessive yes. drinking and maybe something borderline partying, nefarious. Yes. Um, which would lead to somebody's downfall, as it has, unfortunately, for many people. Um, who maybe live in the um, celebrity lives and yeah, stuff. Yeah, the more indulgent lifestyle, yeah. Yep. Lavish. sad. Be hard. It's tough to control some of that stuff. Yep, yep. Next one we have is truculent. Truculent means fiercely savage. Fiercely savage, which sounds very villainous. Yep, I like uh, it. The refined Dr. Jack Jekyll transmorgrified into the truculent Mr. Hyde. So you have one character being, you know, calm and rational and, you know, above the kind of basic needs and then you have the other being much more fiercely savage so this can be you know yeah. you can have a truculent reaction to something you can have someone who's prone to it you know if you know someone that's maybe a little hot-headed um, they're often in a truculent mood um, so anything that's by fiercely savage you know either more primal in terms of your yep. instincts you know yep. and with a degree of an aggression this is typically not something that would be considered a positive trait we talked about in class that one that i remembered they hadn't all read it but the lord of the flies mm -hmm. did it reveal like the truculent nature yeah, of the it. kids yep yeah well, it did for some of them yeah. or, or in the story that we just watched or are going to read next week with oh yes. those two children yes very truculent behavior <laughs> <laughs> so good though it's excellent. excellent i mean in literature yes of course <laughs> put that out there I don't want anyone coming after us <laughs> yes in literature in fiction. literature yes all right 
Oh, that's me. Yeah, that is you. Remonstrate. <laughs> remonstrate. To plead in protest. So, I, you know, people who are um, oppressed or victimized or something surely would, you know, often feel the need to remonstrate, mm -hmm. right? It seemed like a sort of a desperate situation. Sad. And I said <laughs> to Mr. Slazer this morning, it's remonstrate. I think of Scooby-Doo saying, demonstrate. <laughs> Remonstrate. <laughs> I, I didn't know if you were going to go for the impression or not. I wasn't positive I wasn't you were going to. I was sure I could do but it. You just, but you just went for it. I love it. Yeah, not, not great. But, <laughs> but, I mean, I guess demonstrate could be sort of a form of protesting, but we need to remember it's plead in protest, right? A pleading desperate. Protest. Yeah, I, I think the, the pleading part makes it different than like a demonstration where, you know, people are right. protesting something. Right. It's, it, it has that much more of a feel of, kind of grasping at straws, right? Yes. This is a last ditch effort. Yes. You know, that we're, we're really fully pleading. And, yeah. You know, you'll see this with refugees and stuff like that as well. I always think of like the St. Louis, you know, back uh, in the oh, beginning yeah. of the Holocaust, yeah. like things like that, where you're, you're trying to remonstrate um, by, to get some kind of change or some, you know, fulfill something yeah. more fair. So I apologize for trivializing it by bringing Scooby-Doo Scooby into it. Hey, but it, it might but... help people remember, and that's all that matters. <laughs> Then you did your job, word up is a success. <laughs> and I hope someone turns that into like a ringtone where it just constantly repeats you saying that over and over again. <laughs> Remonstrate. <laughs> you can do it for us. <laughs> but that wasn't as good. That was, we'll let people decide which was is like the best. That was like Charlie Chaplin. Yeah, I, I was going to do it earlier and it just, it, I could feel it already not forming. So I, was just, I didn't even go for it, but you just, you know, you took your shot and I, I respect that. It's a moment of regret. <laughs> All right, uh, next one's me, right? I think yes. so. Recondite, which uh, the definition is abstruse, which usually requires a secondary definition. <laughs> yes. Uh, obscure, little known, out of the ordinary, um, not you know a norm kind of thing. And so it, the sentence is, she took a year's leave of absence in Italy to pursue her recondite studies. So maybe she was you know focusing on some obscure part of history or... I had a friend who, um, you could say his, his postgraduate work was very recondite. He, was, uh, he wanted to be an Indiana Jones, and so he was an archaeologist. He wanted to be an Indiana Jones, yeah, okay. Yeah. Yeah. And, and he was studying like solely just a very certain type of fossilized shell, but it was only that. It was like this really random, really... obscure yes. kind of thing. Well, that's it, because I was thinking of like in Italy, that sentence there, like, like the... the... Uh, rocks and minerals that mm -hmm. formed the the Colosseum. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, like that. You do all the testing of it. And yeah. Everything. yeah, yeah, yeah. So something it, always like obscure, random. You know, I probably have recondite stories and facts come out in class all the time. <laughs> Go yeah. on my tangents. <laughs> yeah, but they're useful. Eventually, we walk it back around. <laughs> we try. <laughs> all right. The next one is incisive, as in sharp. But again, this usually meaning incisive like in a like getting to the point where he pointed um although i mean it's kind of confusing because your your you know teeth you have your incisors and yes, that means yeah. they're actually literally sharp but this generally refers to like incisive or like probing sharp questions Pointy. that type of thing yes yes to yeah. the point yeah it's 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 definitely i mean the roots you know refer to the actual physical sharpness but yes in terms of like the connotation or, or usage uh, it's almost I mean, I've never seen someone actually use it in a physical sense. No, no. Incisor, yes. Yes, you know, but, but not, not incisive. incisive. Like, so, 
poignant, sharp in like sharp emotions. Yeah. This sharp, incisive, sharp in like targeting questions, questions or targeting, yeah. probing. Yeah. Yep. And then the last one for this list, which seems we were pretty, we were pretty brief. We were, we were brief. Concise. Today. That's good. Yeah, that's the first. Um, the diatribe, which is one of my favorite words. Uh, diatribe is an abusive criticism. So that's one of your favorite words. It is. All right, I'll, I'll hear you <laughs> out. You, you want to listen to it? <laughs> yes. All right. I just, if you're my family, please turn this podcast off right now. No, di- diatribe is how I always pictured my father whenever we got in trouble. Oh. He did not hold back in terms of criticizing our behavior, and he was excellent at it. I mean, being an attorney, you know, he can really form an argument. Yeah. And so there were. My, some of my favorite moments in my childhood was when I didn't do anything because I was a golden child. But when my brother would get in trouble, I Got used it. to love to listen to my father's diatribes about Chris's behavior. It, it made my day. You know? So not as the, you were not on the receiving end. That that's not no, where your love no, of this word no, comes very, from. No, very yeah. no. I, I, that would be a very scary situation yes. for me. My, my dad can be very even now as a forty-two year old or forty-two. He still if he gives me that death stare of his, I still sound I get, get a little scared. A little necrophobic. You know? <laughs> <laughs> I feel like he may be coming at me. <laughs> but I pray parents probably want their kids to be just a little bit scared of them. I think it's a, a useful tool. Yes. Yes. I mean, we saw, sure. again, to reference the story that we're going to be reading soon about kids and parents. Yep. You want a little bit of that authority in there, that fear. That's true. Not too much. That's true. A little. Yes. Well, oh my gosh, here we are. That was so uh, quick. I, yeah. I, I feel like, we, do we, we not cover something? Do we... You know. No, I think we're okay. Oh, so there's the code word. What is the code word? <laughs> I was going to say concise. Okay. <laughs> it's not very exciting. <laughs> That's but, a boring so code this word. This is proving that somebody made it all the way to the end. Right. You, you must include the word concise. Concise in your responses. Yes. Yes. And, and make your response concise when you're, you're replying to us. Yes. You don't need to expatiate oh and you really you're bringing them back it was aretha the intro got me it, got me it. going well don't made talk me. about it too much because you know the more you discuss it, it might give some ideas to people out there it made me want to think all right <laughs> what <laughs> you're just you're just laying it all out there for him all right uh so list 73 in the books sadly this is ends the word up episode 73 it does which of course means we have to say word out do you want to do it as scooby-doo <laughs> absolutely not <laughs> <laughs>